Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Kia ora and welcome to Vote 2020, brought to you by the Politics Department at the University of Otago. We're coming to you live from the Otago Media Production Studio. We're currently seven weeks away from the 2020 general election, but today we'll be asking our guests about something that all students care about, financial hardships. Thanks for joining us, Liam. Hey, great to be here, Alex. So you're here today on campus as a candidate for the National Party for Tidy, and Mm -hmm. not long ago you were a student studying law and politics and then carrying on to do honours level. As a former student, Mm -hmm. you would understand the difficulties of student life Mm -hmm. and the financial hardships associated with Mm -hmm. that. When studying, students of course have either their student allowance or living Mm -hmm. costs with student loans. Do you think this is a fair process having one group of students with different entitlements to another? And what is your stance on a universal student allowance? Yeah, look, so I think there's a a couple of things to pick up there. And, And first, and foremost, uh, you know, we look at the the government's response to COVID in terms of the economy and, and jobs and things like that. And you know, students are the only ones that have had to essentially borrow against themselves to keep going. You know, we've seen the wage subsidy, which was the right thing to do and has meant that people have stayed in jobs. And we've seen a whole bunch of support for other industry, but students have been the ones kind of left out. And I know Nikki Kay, when she was a spokesperson for education, highlighted that we would be doing much more about particular incentives and ensuring that students can get through because not only are they the first ones to lose part-time jobs when things are tough, but they're the ones that actually have to move around, they're the ones that do you know, rent accommodation from home, they're the ones that have a whole bunch of other associated costs. So, In, in terms of the universal um, student allowance, I think we actually do need to have a look at it because for a long time you know, we've kept um, student cost, or you know, the, is it 170, 180-ish dollars you can borrow a week against yourself, that's essentially stayed the same for a long time, whereas cost of living has gone up drastically under both national and Labour governments. So I think we've got to have a look at it. Currently mm-hmm. student allowance for under 24 year olds is around about $237 mm-hmm. after tax. However, rents in Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch mm. can vary between $250 and $450 Absolutely. a week. And as we all know, student accommodation isn't really in the best condition. No. Do you support like increasing the student allowance for rent caps? So I think there's a couple of things there. First of all, we've absolutely got to increase the supply because actually the problem with rents is and actually there's not enough money going and it's actually there's not enough supply of housing. So we've been very clear that we need to reform the RMA. We need to build more houses, not just you know your, your mansions and your lifestyle block houses, but we've got to build more affordable housing. And we've got to incentivise landlords to get into the business of being landlords. So we want people to be able to rent their houses out to people. Right now, and if I get a little bit political here <laughs> against the government, is you know we've, we've seen a bit of an assault on landlords I know people will scoff sometimes, but actually, when you put extra costs on, when you put um, you know extra rules and regulations without an incentive, so don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff that is good. It's important to have a healthy, warm, dry house, but when there's no incentive for them to do so, apart from the government tells you, it's very easy for landlords to say, well, I'd rather go and do something else somewhere different, invest my money in other things. So I think we've got to look at that. I think you'll see rents come down there. And, and, and you only have to look at the data which has come out from MB um, and interest.co.nz, put it in a, in a, in a monthly um, chart. Rents have gone up something like $60 a week under this government. And that's not anything else other than extra regulations, extra costs and lower housing supply. So we've definitely got to do something about that. So assuming that doesn't change, do you think we still should increase student allowances to accommodate this increase in rent? I, I think we've got to look at it. And, and, and I think particularly around people who really need access to it, and I'll give you some examples. You know, obviously when I was at university, I. I wasn't eligible for the student allowance, and, and quite rightly so, because I was, you know, I came from a family that earned a lot of money, and and I was very 
fortunate to come from that background, but some people also come from the same background and get no help from their family. So you mentioned that like you didn't qualify for student allowance. Do you think that income cap on student allowance is too high or too low and needs to be looked at? No, I think you need to have a cap because I, I think it is important, and this goes back to the universality that I was talking about before, I don't actually think, and, and I'm happy to have that argument with anyone that wants to say it, I actually don't think that everyone should get the same. You know, I think actually what we should be doing is incentivising people to go into university who maybe haven't or maybe can't. You know, again, for people like me, I was really lucky to have that support. So why would I ask the government for extra? Why would I ask the taxpayers in New Zealand to give me something I don't necessarily need? And I think the need kind of focus from national, and that's the social investment about targeting spending is really important because we can be a lot more specific about who we're helping and actually be more generous. So like, we're focusing on the future generation mm-hmm. of politics as a youth show. If you were elected to the Tyree seat, yeah. can you see yourself continuing in that role for the next 10, 20, 30 years? Well, I hope so. I hope it's not just a one-term wonder. Um, look, I, I, I've always said, and I've said it you know, publicly as well, I want to be in the job for as long as I can make a contribution. I absolutely don't believe in the Winston Peters approach of get elected when you're about 10 years old and stay until yeah. you're well past your you know, use-by-date. I think the best politicians are the ones that recognise the contribution that they can make at that time. And I think I've got a contribution to make now. I've, you know, As I said, I'm coming back in the time where I'm really passionate about what our community can achieve. got a lot of mates who have moved back in, whether it's on farms, whether whether it's into small businesses, whether it's just you know creating their family here. And so I think my contribution will last as long as A, the voters give me the opportunity to do so, but also B, as long as I kind of feel like I'm doing something. I certainly don't want to be sitting there at 75 years old, you know, calling press conferences and basically talking about possums under the stage. You know, I'm not into any of that. That's all we have time for today. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to catching up with you when campaigning restarts again. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.